Welcome to episode 10 of Politics, Finding Our People. Hi, I'm Laura. And I'm Chris. Uh, just, I guess we'll start this time this way. You can find Laura at Laura's Pond on Twitter. You can find me at C-P-M-C-C-L-E-N-N-A-N. And we're here, I guess, to discuss our experiences in polyamory. Oh, the joyous. And boy, did we have an experience last night. Yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> so let's start talking about what the hell it was that we <laughs> that we went to. Well, I, I, first I want to talk, start talking about the fact we're doing this in the morning. We never do this in the morning. We, Sitting here with our coffee and actually sober. No. <laughs> <laughs> and dressed. Mm. Um, yeah, because usually we somehow manage to do it in the evening to squeeze it in with everything else. Yeah, but. And the dress part is important because Toronto is supposed to be 32 degrees today. For those of you in Maraca, that would be about 96. It's hot. Yes. It's so, so hot. And this is, yes, this is Canada. That's right. <laughs> no snow. And no igloos. And no igloos. Not yet. No, the igloo melting season ends usually around May. Yeah. And then the uh, rebuilding season starts normally in October, November, somewhere yeah. in there. We Depends have to get, on what part we of have to get our right. supplies. We haven't gotten that yet. We have supplies? Yeah, well, to build the me- igloo. Oh, okay. I, that would make it so much easier. <laughs> yeah, we got to stop doing it by hand. So, yes, our adventure last night. So we attended a poly speed dating event hosted by Polyamory Toronto. Yes. Um, So walk us through how that actually works. Okay. What happens is a group of people, in this case, I'm going to estimate about 100, showed up. I think they had 50 stations where they would have either one or rather two chairs for a one-on-one or they might have three if it was a couple meeting somebody. And each person comes in, they fill out a form ahead of time when they register as to their preferences. And that is fed into the mighty computer, which then spits out a schedule for everyone to go around for 12 time slots, of which everybody gets nine. Within that 12, it's 12 time slots of six minutes each. Everybody gets nine well, I shouldn't say that. Some people, they said you get... A maximum of nine. Nine is the maximum. That was, And then they started off where they have the schedule and you follow the first one and then they ring the cowbell. Yes, it was a cowbell. <laughs> Need, Need more, more cowbell. cowbell. <laughs> yes. And then you move on to round two. And they were calling them rounds and I noticed there was no scantily clad women walking around with the big number in the, over their head when they did that. That's called wishful thinking. No, I think that's called misogyny. <laughs> That really wasn't what I was looking for at all. <laughs> so that's how it went. That's how it was set up. And it that's was very well set. organized. Yeah, it was super well organized, yeah. actually. It was a little unsettling because we didn't know exactly how it was going to work until we were sitting there when they were ready to start and then they explained it. So I know for you particularly that you like to kind of know how things are going. It eases because it's anxiety, like you're meeting new people and you want to make sure you kind of feel some sense of control over it. Yes, and there was no control at all last night for me. <laughs> yeah, my introvert was being punished last night. Um, I guess the, the only the only issue last night, the only real issue, which was not their fault at all, was it was too bloody hot. And oh, the place has goodness. no air conditioning. Okay. It was so hot, and there's one effective way to make you feel extremely unattractive, and that is make it super hot. So mm. you're drenching in sweat. Your hair, because I have long hair, so the back of my neck, I'm 
totally wet. At one point, because you are given breaks uh, for certain uh, rounds, so I found the biggest fan in the place. It was huge, and I stood in front of it just trying to, like, look normal. <laughs> and then all these women came over, and they're like, you have the fan? I'm like, yes, I will share the fan. And we're all groupies. standing in front of it. You had groupies. Oh, no, we were just oh. trying to recover from the heat. <laughs> and the only thing we could talk about is how soaked our boobs were. Like, it was so hot. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure I've ever had that problem. Well, you don't have big boobs like I do. But that's fair. All yeah. right. You make a good point. Yes, exactly. Which is why guys get so fascinated by them. But that's <laughs> another story for another time. Yeah. Yeah. So how was your experience in this? You had nine dates. So I had nine dates. And uh, in my form, I had picked uh, a bunch of options that I was interested in. So I was interested in cis women. I was interested in cis men, and I was interested in meeting couples that were, I guess, just couples. I don't think I specified whether they were cis or not. So I didn't quite know what to expect. So I think basically I had all women dates, one um, male date, and at the very end, a couple date. Okay, can I just stop you for one second? Yeah. For those who don't know, because some of you won't, cis is C-I-S. And what it means is those who identify as the gender they are born under. I actually just Googled the definition. I knew what it was. I just wanted to word it correctly. Mm -hmm. Anyway, continue. continue. <laughs> My first date was with this lovely um, lady who uh, we immediately connected over our nerd side. To me, one of the things that when you first meet someone is you're immediately looking for common ground. So it's kind of nice when you get to that really quickly where you figure out, oh, you're interested in this and I'm interested in the same thing. So we have something to actually talk about. So that was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. uh, on the flip side, I did have a, the date with a gentleman who, and I have to share this. Uh, so he was telling me, I think I asked a question along the lines of, do you have a long commute to work or something that was based on that? And he says, oh, I'm an Uber driver. I'm like, oh, that's great, because uh, I was thinking, boy, he must have stories. And I'm like, oh, you must meet, like, really interesting people, because you're all constantly getting new people in the, in the car, and, the, you know, they share the interesting stories. And then he said, no, no one has as interesting stories as I do. So, no, it's rather boring. Uh, I couldn't believe it. And then he proceeded to tell me this story about how his last year in high school, his friends had stolen his car and were caught with booze drinking in the front seat. And this was his interesting story. So you meet all kinds. How old was this guy? I think he was older than me. Okay. And he's telling high school stories. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Well. So there was no common ground there. Right. How about you? Well, I ended up with five dates. And actually, my, my one true critique of the whole system was, and again, this is my introvert talking, the way it was set up was that I ended up with the first four six-minute time slots blank. So to stand there for 25 minutes, that wasn't so cool, watching everybody else. And I think that they need to work it out better a little bit. And this is just a very minor critique, but so that you don't have that long of a break because that was too long. Just be sitting there watching everybody else. And it's, at the last one, I was the only guy left. I think there might have been, maybe I shouldn't say that, there might have been one other guy. But to me, there was, it was not set up well in that fashion. They should have had it where there was no more than, and if you, I have five out of 12, they could have gone where I had no more than two breaks in between each. 
as opposed to a, opening with four. So that's just an overall yeah. experience point. That's right. Yeah. But for people who are not the most overt, not the most uh, extroverted, that's a bit of a speed bump to hit them with coming out of the gate. And it actually, I think it actually kind of ruined my first date in that I really was trying to then reel it back in a bit. Uh, that said, I met with, as I said, five, one of whom I already knew, actually. And, and how did you know her? Well, she works with Polyamory Toronto. Yeah. And we've known her previously from other things. And it's just, uh, obviously, that one didn't count, really. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nice discussion. You know, we discussed brunch and <laughs> other things. The other ones were all very nice people. Very. No, I don't think I connected great with any of them. But it's such a fast and loud space, it's hard to in that setting. It was so loud yeah. that I felt that I was always trying to compensate to speak louder. But then the people beside you were compensating for you and speaking louder. And it was this endless cycle of people speaking louder and louder. And I want to give them advice on how to fix it, but I don't know how you do. I don't know how to fix that. The only, the only thing that came to mind this morning was if you have separate rooms. With oh. smaller groups inside the rooms, but then you need to more time in between the sessions. Yeah, and it, it, it that would turn that would be chaotic to people moving from room to room. And how do you communicate with everybody at the same time? Yeah, that's that would be a logistical challenge. Yeah, it would be almost sure. like the schoolhouse scenario. Yeah, which no, it wouldn't work either. But it's just it's it's difficult, especially with that many people. Yeah, you're going to have that, and of course, it makes it more difficult. Which is when they call it speed dating, and I have done a vanilla speed dating event before I met you, where it was in a pub, it was relatively quiet, it was dark, it was meant to be more romantic and everything like that, and what a crock it was. <laughs> Why was it a crock? Well, because they charge you too much money for it, first off. Ah. Um, in my opinion, if I was a pub owner... I would do it with a very small entrance fee and just charge for the drinks. Yes. I think a pub owner would do well if they're not having a full house every night or something. Do it on a Wednesday night when it's not so busy and something like that. But for these companies that do it as dating companies, they charge too much. So that was part of the problem with that one. Last night's was not that expensive. I think it was $25 each. Yeah. And it was $30 if you pay at the door. I think that was how it worked, something like that. You register ahead of time, it was 25 which in the grand scheme is not that expensive for an event like that. Yes. When you need the space to pay for the space and everything else. But that space, yeah, the acoustics were just shitty. <laughs> they really were. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. No, it is. It is. And again, I don't know how you fix that. I, really... I don't think you can. Yeah. You know, I had um, two dates with people that I knew as well. Right. Right. So um, there had one that we had met uh, earlier. If I may, it's actually three people we knew. Yes, three people yeah. we knew. So uh, I had a date with her. And as soon as I sat down, she said to me, how's your dad? Because she knows my dad is suffering from dementia and is a big part of my life right now. And it was just really neat um, to sort of connect with somebody that I hadn't seen in a while that is in the lifestyle. And we both know we don't have interest in each other. But it was just neat from a friend point of view just to catch up on how things are going. It was lovely to see her. Mm-hmm. 
And then, um, actually, this even happened before the, the dating officially started. There was a couple that sat down beside me, and they're like, hey, how's it going? And I'm looking at them feeling so bad because I could not place them. And then we talked a little bit, and she's like, you can't remember. And I'm like, wait a minute. I think that I've actually been on a date with you guys before. It had been so long ago. Well, it feels so long ago. It was so over two years ago. And um, we had lost ba- uh, t- lost touch because they had a baby mm-hmm. who's now two years old. Yeah. So it must have been three years ago then. Um, and, and we were still downtown. We weren't here. Yeah. So. And, and it was sort of neat. Um, you know, they're kind of getting back into meeting people because their um, daughter is old enough to be babysitting. So it was really nice to, to sort of round that circle and touch base with them again. And they were my last date. So it was like it was really comfortable landing. So how have you guys been? <laughs> it was really neat. Yeah, that was the interesting part is that they would allow couples to date. Last night, they would allow a couple to meet singles. Yes. And that might have been one flaw that I don't think they had couples meeting couples. And I wonder if that should also be included on there. Well, they did have two, they did have stations where mm-hmm. two chairs were facing two chairs. Oh, okay, then I didn't yeah. see that. Yeah, okay. so I, I was assuming it. that if you were a, uh, if you had registered as a couple and you indicated you wanted to meet other couples, right? Chances are that you likely had. Yeah, I didn't see a lot of that last night. Maybe I just didn't see it though. So. Yeah, well, there was so much going on. There well, was a yeah. lot of people yeah. and a lot of people suffering from the heat. Well, yeah. So I, I don't think my – because I lost you after I went for my first date. I couldn't even find you. Um, and meanwhile, I mean, I was, was trying to be a good date and sitting in the chair and focusing on who I was talking to. But just moving from in between rounds to different stations, I kind of quickly looked around to find you. But there was so many people, I couldn't even see where you were. Yeah, I think I generally knew where you were. Yeah. Most people were wearing dark colors and you wore white. Oh, I had a really so was, bright dress. You may so as well that... have had a target. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have done With that. With the word decoy across. No. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have done no, that. You look fantastic. Oh, thank fantastic. you, sweetie. <laughs> yeah. So we did want to expand this a little bit because that was our experience last night. And I don't think, is there anything else that you wanted to say about last night? I don't night? think so. No. I looked up this morning at uh, the poly dating on Google, to the Google. And the first thing that pops up is a couple of headlines saying, find your threesome or something to that ilk. And I think that's where I bring up that the couple's dating is you met that one couple. And I think although we would both meet a couple on our own, I don't think that either one of us would date a couple on our own anymore. No. I think that we would want to date as a couple. Yes. If we were with another couple. Yeah. I think is our decision. And that's why this poly dating thing that says, find your threesome to me, there's something messed up there. (laughs) It doesn't give any other options. It doesn't... Well, it excludes. It's not inclusive. That's right. It's, that's the problem is that, you know, poly, at least in my discovery, is that it has every definition owned to man. That is, the core of it is that it's open love so that you can love more than one person. But how you live that, how that actually translates into real life... There's so many ways that you can do it. No, and a threesome's possible. Nothing wrong with it. No, but it's not the only option, I think, is the point you're trying to make. Exactly. 
Because there are other couples that we have dated that we adore their company and Mm -hmm. have an amazing time and we all get along and it's fantastic. It's a wonderful experience. Mm -hmm. And we've also had singles that we've dated as well and also have been amazing experiences. And, you know, that's our choice, but other people can choose what situation it feels right for them or what's comfortable. No, absolutely. But I think it's just advertised wrong is what I'm getting at. Because using the word poly and then suggesting it's only threesomes, especially for people who don't know and are reading that, they're going to misunderstand what poly actually is. And that's the first thing you see when you Google it. That always bothers me is when you see those things that are not quite honest in their advertising, misleading a little bit. Oh, well, it's clickbait, right? It is. That's what they're trying to do is to draw people in. They're just, unfortunately with that, they might not draw in the right people or enough people to truly build an honest, genuine community. But but to them, the right people are the ones who can pay. Yes. So it doesn't matter to them what actually happens after that. Yeah. That's the problem. But that's the situation, yeah. So for us, like, what are our options uh, in terms of finding other poly people? I mean, we have Polyamory Toronto um, that has all kinds of events going on between, you know, chat and learns and pub hangouts and speed dating. Mm -hmm. Uh, But as a poly person, where else do we find other poly people? Well, in more of a global sense, I think FetLife is a big one. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I would say it's the biggest fetish network going it's the biggest uh, fetish social network going but poly is very evident there Uh, a lot of the people have a list of what they and i have it on my profile where you have what they call your kink percentages or your and you go through on this 80 percent this 80 i think i'm 94 percent (laughs) non-monogamous is what mine says and it will give you a list you know are they a submissive are they uh dominant are they a master are they a puppy are they a whatever and there's a lot of people who you find non-monogamous up on that list very high so i think fet life is a huge one that is really untapped to some degree and now the problem i have with fet life right now is looking at the events calendar the toronto events have all been hijacked by the swingers clubs there's nothing like you'll see all of the swinger events and you'll see one or two other minor events that are less sometimes there'll be other things go on munches and everything else but always when you pull up a page there's eight swinger events and three maybe munches somewhere explain what a munch is a a munch is when people of kink get together in a vanilla setting to discuss the lifestyle usually at a pub or at a restaurant or somewhere that is kink friendly not in the sense of anything's going to happen at the restaurant but in the sense that if people show up who look a little different they're not going to exclude them they're going to be allowing them in and it's usually a and very safe and welcoming space for people of kink to find their people find their tribe yeah what i find with fet life is there's a subset that's definitely polyamory in there but it, it covers every possible thing, almost every possible thing you can think of with kink. So you kind of get um, assaulted, <laughs> I'm not sure if that's the right word, with every possible version of kink from a visual perspective. They also have a lot of people who write posts and talk about things. And, and in it, you have to navigate to find your people. In a sense, that's a good thing, though. Because you can't necessarily find things if you you have to actually go and search for them. 
people can't just toss stuff at you. Well, I guess they can. They can send stuff in messages, which is probably, but they'll do that on anything, Facebook or Twitter or anything else, too. FetLife, of course, being a kink group, I guess you could have a little bit more of that. But, but with FetLife, you have to actually go and search for your kinks. It's not going to be just presented to you. They don't have the algorithms yet that automatically figure out what it is you're interested in, like Facebook does with the advertising. See, I, I tend to think that they do that on purpose. I think that, that they don't see themselves um, – that's not the purpose of their website. No, it's not. Absolutely. It's not meant to hook people up. It's meant to build community around uh, people who have very specific niche interests. It's a tool. It's not a service. Yes. Is what I see it. Yes, and again, that's a good that's, way of putting it. But that's why they make you look for it is because that way, if you stumble onto something you don't want to see, then you don't, don't look there again. You go look somewhere else. That's right. As opposed to now you get inundated with that, yeah. which is what happens on Facebook and Twitter. You accidentally, you, you looked up the NFL bloody on Twitter at some point, yeah. and now you get all these NFL advertisements on Oh, Twitter. my favorite was when, as I said earlier, my dad has dementia and he's 82 and he's declining in health. And I had to do a search on Google for adult diapers. And uh, for two weeks after that, that's the only ads I ever saw. It was <laughs> it was a bit much. <laughs> right. But on FetLife, you don't get that. That's right. On FetLife, if you are talking jazz and you look up scat and you realize, no, that's not what, that's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> My kink is jazz. It's not that. <laughs> you understand very quickly and you can turn that off. Yes. So that, I do like that about FetLife. And the same with if you only want to look up poly, you can do that. You're still going to get inundated with idiots who email you. Mm-hmm. private messages and you can I mean, block them the same as you can on any other social media site again you can't control that because that's not on the site's fault that's just the way people are unfortunately yeah but you can limit what you look for yeah so i also think that um another way to find poly people is to look at meetup.com because those are organic meetups from people in the community i mean that's where polyamory toronto runs their group is out of meetup. True. Yeah. I don't know other cities meetups. I know, I think, and I've recently followed them. Forgive me here while I look this up. Please okay. talk while I'm in. All right. I, I'm not going to, should I sing music? The, um, do, 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 do. No. He's dancing. Oh my goodness. Don't sing that. <laughs> the host is Canadian though. I didn't know that. Yes. Uh, Alex Trebek. You didn't know he was Canadian? No, I did not. He, that's not a name that travels in my circles very often. Okay, here we go. There's not a lot of, surprisingly, groups in... I, I looked this up about a week ago. There's not a lot of, surprisingly, groups in bigger cities like there is Polyamory Toronto. There is on Twitter Poly Chicago. There's also Atlanta Poly. And Poly in Pittsburgh. And those were the only three that I found. There's nothing for Houston that I found. And they, they may be out there. They just may be under different names that I didn't find in my search. There was nothing for New York City. I mean, you can't tell me New York City doesn't have something, some sort of network there. I really would love to tap in to figure out where to find the polygroups in New York. Because, you know what, in our circles, we have yet to, to hit on an online group that's poly in New York. Mm-hmm. It's and, odd. But it's... It, even Los Angeles doesn't seem to have anything. And again, this is Twitter, which is a dying realm. Much well, as, Trump much is as keeping it, it alive. <laughs> important as it thinks it is, it is really not going to survive if it doesn't find a new way to... On the other hand, that may not be a good thing, because Twitter is a nice niche. But anyway, there's nothing on L.A., from what I saw, New York, Houston. 
and these are the larger cities in the U.S. Nothing on... There was a poly London or poly UK, but it hasn't been used in like four years. So it's dead. So that, at least on the Twitter account, is gone. Yeah. So there's other websites that we don't know about. We haven't researched them. We would love to hear about them. Anyone if you guys who wants know. to share them, yeah. Yeah, we would totally love to hear that. As well as we'd love to hear... Feedback? Yeah, because we're already at the end, actually. Oh, my goodness. We talk too much. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> apparently we're ending. That was pretty abrupt. Um, <laughs> so, yes, we always ask for feedback. So, yeah, like, let us know what you think of our podcast, what you'd like to hear. Um, I would love to hear if you have or your um, – how do you find your tribe? Like, how do you find people in the polyamory space? And what websites do you go to or groups that you have? I would love to be able to hear that. Um, and also topics. We actually had a topic request from Daryl. He was actually asking about, um, how do you, how do you recognize the signs that somebody else is when you meet people in person? In, even in vanilla settings, like how do you figure out that other people are in the lifestyle? So I think that would be an interesting topic to cover. Well, maybe next week. Yeah. Okay. Also, we'd like to know if any of you have any suggestions how to get Neil Gaiman and Amanda Palmer on our show. Yes, we sound really sad that we ask this every week, but we really want it. It's a running joke. Ah. A running gag. Ah. A ball gag. Ah. <laughs> Wait, is a ball gag a party about <laughs> gags or... Is, never mind. Never mind. So, again, she is at Laura's Pond on Twitter, and I'm at C.P. McLennan. Uh, you can find my writer's website, cpmcclennan.com. I'll spell it again here. C-P-M-C-C-L-E-N-N-A-N. Please go to my site and buy my new book, please. Please. I know I'm sounding like a wimp here. You are sounding yeah, like a wimp. Yeah, my new book is out October 6th. It's called Director Jake and the Mountain of Swingers. And it's the finale for my Skelly Manor. Actually, and Director Jake sets. This will be the end of both of them. And I have to say, I love, I mean, I am biased, but I love the Skelly Manor set. I just find it so, the way you put a humor involved um, in our lifestyle and the things that we experience is hilarious. And I enjoy them so much. Good. <laughs> <laughs> now he's blushing. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. thank you for listening. Yes, thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you again next week. All right. Bye. Bye.